If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Colossians 1, 21 through 23. And we're going to read a good word. So when I'm up here, I, I like to get a little feedback from, from, uh, from the church. If you hear me, say amen. If you hear me, say amen. Amen? amen. amen. All right. Colossians 1, 21 through 23. And you who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds. He has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before, before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable, and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. About two years ago, May 28th, actually, uh, my wife, before she was my wife, Sator and I, right here, uh, we were in Cincinnati, Ohio, at a zoo. And there was a story, and this story took place while we were there. There was a story of a little boy, three years old. He was walking in the zoo with his parents. And as he is walking, he's probably skipping along, having fun, just there, just with his parents, you know, probably holding their hand. And then, and then maybe, maybe at one point, he left the hands of, 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 the, of their parents. And, and he sees something in the distance. He sees something cool, fantastic, something huge, something maybe he, he, has, never, he has never seen before. I got to get a little water. Sorry about that. something he'd never seen before. And so what he does is he gets so excited and he starts talking about it while he's still next to his parents. He starts talking about it like, ah, I think I'm going to go see. I'm going to see what that is. I want to know what, what, what that is. Let me get close to that. And so what he does is he, is he leaves his parents. He leaves. He, he forgets about them. He leaves them just, just, just gone and and he starts running or maybe walking or somehow he gets away from them. And you know what he does? He climbs over a three-foot-tall fence. He crawls through four feet of bushes. And you want to know what happens next? Somebody say, no. Say, come on, say, No. Ah, oh, you know what he does? After he climbs through four feet of bushes, he falls 15 feet deep into a moat of water. 15 feet deep into 
a moat of water. Somebody say, ouch. That, that must have hurt. I, I, I guarantee you that child did not know that he would fall, that that's what was coming for him. But that's not it. As he was in that motor water, he was probably looking around, you know, just, ah, man, this hurts. And he looks around, he sees right in front of him a 440-pound silverback male gorilla. I tell you what, even Goliath would have been afraid of this gorilla. And this is a three-year-old. And at this time, he, he, he's so scared at this time, and, and, and people, there's crowds up around him and, um, and just yelling, and, and there's a lot of commotion, and, and that's making the gorilla angry. And, and so every time the boy tries to stand up, probably trying to get away from the gorilla, or probably just in, 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 in shock, just like, oh, my goodness. And, and every time the boy tries to stand up, the gorilla pushes him back down, and every time the, he tries to um, get, sit back down, the gorilla props him back up. So the, this gorilla is dangerous. I want somebody to say dangerous. What he thought would be a fun and exciting experience turned out to be dangerous, very dangerous. And so there's crowds around him, and, and, and there, there's a lot of commotion, and everyone around him knows it's dangerous. Church, this is the problem of humanity. This is the problem in us. We see something out in the distance, but we were just with our father. We were having so much fun with our father, but we, left the, we leave the loving hands of our father to go chasing after something else. What we do is, is we start thinking about it. You know, how, how cool would it be to go? How cool would it, would, it, would it be to go? So what we do is, is we, we hop over that fence, and we're still three years old. We're still babies. We hop over that fence. We crawl four feet through the, through the bushes, and we fall 15 feet into sin's grip. And we don't know what to do because now we're standing up out of 440-pound silverback gorilla. And it's dangerous. And we can't save ourselves. We can't climb back up the wall. We can't get out of that situation. We need saving. We need help. This is our problem. Leaving the loving hands of our Father, the one who created us. He is creator Climbing over the wall, crawling through the bushes, and falling 15 deep, 15 feet deep into sin's grip. We say, if I could just get strong enough, if I could just achieve enough, if I could get rich enough, if I could get religious enough, my life would be great. And I, oh I, would then finally be happy. We pursue that happiness. Hey, but, 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 but a brother of Christ said to me, he said in, in, a, in a classroom while I was at Point University, I know a lot of us are familiar with that, but I was in a classroom, a brother of Christ put it this way. He said, 
He, he asked, actually asked the question I'm about to ask you right now. He, he asked, how many of you had a favorite toy growing up? How many of you? Okay, 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 okay. Next question. All right, next question. Okay. Of course, we all raised our hands, remembering how great of a tour it, it was and how, and how we just saw and we begged our parents for us. Like, you know, just, when, I remember when I was a little kid, I'm like, man, I, I had, we had these. I'm not sure what they were, but they were just these big old yellow trucks. Do y'all remember those things? That you just, just, just everywhere, just, just big yellow trucks, and, and I would crash them to everything. But, but, but I would just, I remember just asking my parents, hey, uh, can I have this? 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 And I just wanted, if you let me have this and I'll just do anything, I, 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 I'll go clean the dishes, I'll, 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 I'll go outside and I'll do this, and, and whatever you want me to do, I, I'll do it. You lie. You know, y'all parents, y'all know you lie. they're lying. Huh? You ain't, ain't going to do that, yeah. <laughs> but that was us. So I'm going to ask you another question. How many of you, first of all, I want, I'll actually, first of all, I want to know what toys they were. So, so how, how many of you had those toys that you bagged for your parents for when you were growing up? Your favorite toy. All right, all right. Someone, what, what, what was it? Uh huh. A little ray gun. Okay, there we go. A little ray gun. Okay. Anyone else? A Barbie doll playhouse. Okay, yeah. Lincoln Lawns. What are those? I guess I'm too young to know. I don't, I don't know. All right. But I'm going to ask you another question, all right? And I know I didn't get to everyone in here, but, but I'm going to ask you another question. Do you still play with those toys? Yes. <laughs> all right, so some of us say yes. Some of us say yes. But a lot of us, if we're, if we're really being honest with ourselves, a lot of us, we would say we don't play with those toys anymore. We would say at one time we were so excited about them. But that excitement has faded away. It's gone. It wasn't, it wasn't all what, what everyone was making it out to be. It's gone. So those things that, that, that pull us away from our Father, all those things, they're not what they appear to be. They're, they're not what they appear to be. They are distractions meant to pull us away from our Father, meant to kill, steal, and destroy our relationship with him. The world tells us, come, leave your Father. The knowledge and the true power is in the forbidden fruit. Come, happiness is awaiting you in the richness, the riches of life. In the fame, in the, some of you coaches, in the games you win, in the pay raises, in the sexiness, in the appearance. And we do all this to make us happy. But happiness is a false god. It is an empty pursuit, yet we have left God for it. It, it is so, so tempting, it seems, but built from deception for destruction to draw us away from the creator. 
And for many of us, it, it, it succeeded at some point in our life. We, at some point in our life, we, we, we left our purpose. We have gone chasing true life. But we have left the one who gives us life. It is true what the scripture says. We have become estranged, separated from God our Father, hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds. But much more than that, we have chosen to leave God, our creator, our Father who cares so deeply for us. We have forgotten this one big thing. It is huge. I mean, it's huge. We've forgotten whose we are. So we are entangled in everything but God because we have decided to follow the world's wisdom at some point in our life. We have exchanged the truth about God for a lie. And we have chosen to worship and serve created things rather than the creator. But here's the truth. And I hope you're listening because this is, this is, this is the whole focus of the sermon. We belong to God. Now I want you to say it with me. We belong to God. We don't belong to death. We don't belong to fear. We don't belong to the riches of life. You can, you can keep that. We don't, we don't belong. We don't belong to what this word is always thrown at us. Like you, you have to achieve a certain amount of, your appearance has to be a certain way. Your dress has to be a certain way. You, you have to do this and not do that. We don't belong to those regulations. We, we belong to God. We don't, we don't belong to what others say about it, what, others, what, what they think about us. We belong, we belong to God. I want, I want us to um, look at, at, at a word, and uh, it's reconciled. So let's, let's get back in the Scripture, and, and let's, let's look at this word, all right? So it says, And you who were once alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he is now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach. Reconciled. So, so reconciled, brought back together. God is wanting to bring us back to him. See, we have left our father. We have to follow something else that, that seems shiny, that wasn't worth it. That at the end we realized it was just nothing but dangerous for us. And, and, and we can't get out of this sin and, and, it, and it holds us. And now, now it seems as if we belong to, to death and we're listening to everything death says. And we'll listen to all these different philosophies of, of others, but not the true gospel. And forgetting that we belong to God. 
But what God wants to do, he doesn't just want to leave us in, in that entanglement. He doesn't just want to say, oh, you left me, forget about you. He doesn't want that. God is our father. Somebody say, he is my father. He's my father. So what he wants to do, he's one, he, he wants us. So he sends his only son. And we know the story, but this is a simple reminder that, that, that he loves us. That he said, no, I'm going to come and I'm going to defeat your stronghold. I'm going to go and I'm going to defeat the very thing that you said was better than me. Reconcile. He wants us back in his family. He said, I will leave the 99 to come chase after you. Reconcile. Back together the way it was meant to be in an intimate relationship with him. Because the truth is, again, we belong to God. We're family, all of us. I remember a little scripture um, early in the verse, and this, this one right here, when I go to it, it I, I don't know, it puts things in a different perspective for me a, a little but, but it's, it's a little earlier in that, in that, in that um, chapter, and it says, it says he's transferring us from the dominion of darkness to the marvelous light. I'm like, wow, that like, I don't know what that does for you, but I don't even know if I, if I need to explain that any further, but just hearing that right there, it's like, like what God you would... You would come that deep for me? I want to focus on another word, presented. I like this word presented. Somebody say, why do you like this word presented? I like this word presented, one reason, because it, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel awesome that God would want to present, present me. And this is, this is where it says, it, although, we were, uh, um, although we were alienated, hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to, in order to, in order to, in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach. Watch, 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 watch. Before him. Oh, that's great. So, so although, although, although God, I, I was the one who left you. I was the, I was the one who went chasing down these idols. Uh, I was the one who, out of the, out of the hundred who, who left you, like, you, you would come and still, you would come and you would make me clean and you would, want me, you would want to present me not as my old self, not as my old self, but as holy and blameless and beyond reproach. Like, I don't have to, I don't have to follow the lie that, that I have to clean myself up before I go to God. No, no. He takes, he takes me as I am. See, see the, world, the world says, the world says, no, you're not enough. Don't, don't follow the line that you're enough. You're not enough. You know what? 
But here, I know how to make you enough. This is what the world says, and it says to every single one of us in, in different things in our life. The world says you're not enough, so what you have to do, you have to get this bat right here, all right? You come get this bat, and if you get this bat, I mean, and you, listen, this bat will give you all the home runs. Then you'll be enough. It will give you, hey, this bat will make you a star. I know all y'all want to be stars, right? I dreamed about being a star, be a big old football player. When I said, when I, when I was a little kid, I said, I'm going to be a football player and a preacher. I don't know where the preacher came from. Maybe God was, was fighting the battle in my heart. But, but hey, I said I was going to be, but there was a little bit of that, that I want to be a star. You know, but the word says, yeah, you want, you want to be a star? Come get this bat right here. And I, and it, I would take you I'll, make you, I'll make you the brightest, biggest star. You take this football right here, I, I, you, you're going to be quarterback, man. You, we're going we're gonna to give your family this, and, and you're going to be in the biggest house. You're going to have all the money, all the riches, and we're going to take care of you, man. Just, just come follow me. Just come, just come get it. Come get it. It's right here. It's calling your name. Come here. Come here. And you know what? We, we get lured into it. And we say, oh, oh yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come because I want happiness. I, I, want, I want that. But we forget that our father's right there, and he's been loving us all along. And he's, you know what? He's still right there with open arms waiting for us to come back. But at this time, we have this, we, we have this, this idea this, that this is going to be better than God. And like we all did, we fall 15 feet deep into sin's grip and realize we can't get out. Realize we, we can't get out. But presented. But God said he wants to present us. He wants to rescue us from the dominion of darkness and bring us back into the marvelous light you see, he has to take us out of this situation. And before he does that, he has to break. He, he, he has to beat the one who has been beating us. He has to take down that gorilla in our lives. He has to take him down. He has to beat our strongholds in our lives. And I'm going to tell you, God can do that. Someone say, yes, he can. God can do that. I don't care what it is. You name it. If it's in your mind, don't got to say it out loud, but you think about what that, that stronghold is in, in your mind and what the world's been saying and what you've been, what you've been, the lies you've been following, you say, you say, you know what? My God can. Come on. My God can. He can and he will. Come and beat that stronghold. Take down that stronghold because you know who's our creator? You know who who is over all things and who brings all things back together, that's Christ who we serve. And there's no one, no one who can separate us from the one who created us. No one. For those who have children and maybe even grandbabies in here, you know how much you love your child and your grandchild, how, much, how you would do anything for them. I mean, anything. Or maybe when, maybe down the road, it's a world not yet. We might have a kid in, in a little bit. You know, in, in a little bit, you know, like three, two years. But for those who, who do, you, you know how, I mean, even when I think about it, 
even when I think about it, just the possibility of having, having a child, it, it, it puts me to tears because I'm like, man, I'm going to be the one taking care of this. There's nobody getting in the way of, of me taking care of my baby. No, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be the one protecting that child. No one's going to get in the way of that. And, and think about how wicked and, and, and sinful we can be. And, and now we have God who, who said, now nah, I'm going to break that stronghold. You better believe there's nothing that can get in the way if we just allow him to come into our life and transform us if we come back into his arms. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Here's another important word. I want, I want you to actually look back. Um, look back. See, see where, where it says. Let's see. Look back. 23, verse 23. What's the first word? I want someone, and when you see, I want you to yell it out. What's the first word in verse 23? Say it. Say it. If. If. That's the kind of word we just want to, we just want to skip about, we just want to skip by. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, that's the kind of word we want to skip by. If, if what? If what? No, let's take the if out because it makes me feel better if I take the if out. And let me, I, I love, I just, I just want to keep this cheap grace in my mind. I want this, this like, you know, God, you're just going to forgive me of everything. And there's no if, there's no, there's, it's just going to be this cheap grace. I mean, I can do anything and everything I want to. I'm just going to live life how I want to. And then, and then just, just take this cheap grace because that's actually another false God. That's a lie. That's not a truth. That's not the real gospel. There is an F. And where is it? It's in verse 23. If. Let's back up a little bit so you know what it's, what it's talking about. So now we went in verse 21, we said we were once alienated. Yes, we were, we were sinners in mind and evil, uh, uh, doing evil deeds. He, but, but guess what? He's now, he, uh, he now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present, because, oh man, God wants to, wants to take me from the meaning of darkness and bring me to marvelous light. He wants to present me before himself as holy and blameless and beyond reproach. He wants to clean me of all that I am because he can. He can break down all my strongholds. And then he says, uh, before himself. And then, and then after that, it says, yes, he's going to present you, but before himself. But listen, it says, if, if indeed you continue in what? In what? In, in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting. One translation says, you ready, you ready, you ready? Do not move. Do not move from the hope of the gospel that you heard. If. So let me explain. Uh, Bonhoeffer, he gives a quote. He says, uh, Cheap grace is the preaching of forgiveness without requiring repentance. Baptism without church discipline. Communion without confession. Absolution without personal confession. 
Cheap grace is grace without discipleship. Grace without the cross. Grace without Jesus Christ living incarnate. That's, that's a great quote. That's a great, a great quote. But no, this isn't the gospel of cheap grace. God is wanting us to not only be saved and transferred from the, from the, from the dominion of darkness to the marvelous light and be reconciled and be brought back to him, but he, but he, wants, us, he wants us to find what's stable. You know what's stable? is him. It's his word. It's his goodness. It's his truth. It's the gospel. And he wants us to find whatever's stable. If I can find something on the stage, I don't see, but let's pretend find something stable, and he wants us to hold tightly, to do not move, to stand firm on this, not in it on ourselves. We can't, we can't stay here. We'll be moved. We'll be, we can't do it on our own. We cannot, we, cannot just, we cannot just build some foundation on ourselves from some lie. It's like, that's like sand. It's like trying to build a house on, a, uh, on, on sand. It's, it, wind's coming. Everything comes, and, and it, the house is going to be shredded to pieces. I mean, but, 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 but on the foundation on him, he wants us, he wants us to stand on that firm foundation to, to never let go of his truth. So when the world says you have to do this to be enough, you have to come do this, or, or you have, whatever it is in your mind, when the, when the world speaks all those, those lies and, and tries to get us to believe, all, to follow all those idols, we say, no, no, I... I am enough. You know why I, I am enough? It's not, that, it's not that I'm just some righteous person. No, I'm a sinner in need of God's grace. But guess what? He takes me as I am, so I am enough. And you don't got to tell me that, that I have to come searching after something else to find this, to find that. No, my joy is in Christ. You know what? Don't matter what I go through. I go through the mountains, uh, uh, the, the valleys or the mountains, whatever my, my life situation. I have joy in Christ. And I will stand firm as long as I'm standing firm on in this foundation. As long as I'm standing firm right here in this solid ground, I cannot be moved. I will be unshaken from the hope of the gospel. Not even death can move me. <clears throat> so stand firm, church, with us. <clears throat> Isn't it so good to know that we are the children of God? We are his children. And he's going to present us as holy and blameless and beyond reproach. And all that we've done can be washed away as we stand firm in his truth. And every time someone says something, we just... We just fight back, and we stand on that truth, just like Christ did when he was being tempted. We stand on that truth. We, we proclaim God's word. We declare it. I mean, in our lives, we speak it. We continue in the faith, stable, steadfast. Do not shift, shift from the hope of the gospel that, that you heard. Yes, we were alienated, hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds. Yes, we admit it. We shamefully left God to follow lies. We were, were the kids who left our father. We climbed over the fence through the bushes. We know we did this. Fell 15 feet deep into sin's grip. But my father who created all things, he loves us. 
so much that he has now, although I was once alienated, he has now reconciled us in his body of flesh by his death in order to present us as holy and blameless and above reproach before him because we belong to God. Say it with me. Come on. We belong to God. We don't have to chase after those idols, those philosophies that says, you aren't enough. Come chase after me. Come be a little stronger. Come be a little this. Come get a little bit more money. No, because why? We, come on, say it with me. Say it loud now. Declare it now. We We don't belong to death. We belong to God. 